I hit record. This is the Scum and Sneak fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty fantasy football league that we are all in. And man, it is good to actually be doing a real episode this week. Are we finally back on the real episodes? Hope indoors, baby. I can't wait for it, man. I can't believe we recorded that episode last week and uh, we didn't record it. <laughs> we were talking about it before. It was good. Like we were, we were flowing. We had a great time doing the nonsense minute and then just all for naught. Yeah, it was all for not for sure. It was a quickie, but uh, it was a good one. So uh, we what we, we recycled the uh, the Hesse Brandon episode. Is that right? It was that is correct. And I had fun re-listening to it. It is really funny to see how things have changed, both in how we view that trade in those players, and also just how the Scum and Sneak show has grown, evolved, improved. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, nothing wrong with looking back on your progress and kind of figuring out how things have been, where we're going from here. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for uh, finally, finally getting into the season. We're less than a month away, I think, from uh, that first Thursday night game. Isn't that right? Officially, yep. We are less than a month away. September 9th is scumming, and I I can't wait. That's going to be a fun game. I'm hoping Dak's okay and can play in that game, dealing with that what's like a back or shoulder kind of strain. So yeah. What's going on with Dak? Is it serious or should I be worried about that? It doesn't seem too serious. There's, it sounds like he'll be okay, but it's a a soft tissue thing. And those are the ones that linger. Yeah. Um, But I guess it's better than like, if it was structural, like if he broken his shoulder, I mean, we'd know he wasn't playing. So I guess you give and you take. Yeah, also looks like Hunter Henry broke his shoulder. Hopefully that one's not too serious either. He can start the year. I I still love Hunty. You know, I got some loyalty to him still. But Johnu to the moon, baby. Ain't that right. Johnu's stock is just piling up there, getting higher and higher by the day. Have you? I'm sure we've all seen it, but he's getting work in the backfield again. You know I love it. (laughs) I freak. I did. I think I did just see a highlight of him taking a handoff and putting a move on like a linebacker or something. And I was like, oh, man, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, I love it. Hope to see a lot of it. But, Sneak, let's just get into the episode. We've got some fun things to cover. But before we hit hopes and doors, we have to do a nonsense minute. Nonsense minute. Got to do it. Got to do it. I'm ready. What do you got for us today? This one will be pretty easy. I think that we kind of touched on it a little bit, or at least I did in the most recent eight list of eight episode, but there is a bracket going on right now on the internets, on the Twitters, and they're doing March Madness style bracket for the best Nickelodeon character. I just want to know who your favorite is. Who's your top guy? Doug, Hey Arnold, SpongeBob, lots to choose from. Can even be more thrown back than that. Everyone knows I've got a, a special place in my heart for Alex Mack. She's not going to be my number one, but who you got? Number one Nickel- Nickelodeon my, character all time. My all-time Nickelodeon character. Oh, my gosh, man. I can't even barely remember some of them shows I used to watch back in the day. Honestly, I'm, I'm Googling Nickelodeon characters right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you give – me, give, me give me, like, some options here. Here's what runs through my mind as far as my favorites. 
top ones would be like love loved Keenan and Kel as a show. They don't mm-hmm. make the top cut though. I know maybe we were probably a little too old for it, but whatever. Telling myself here, I was into Fairly Odd Parents, so I like uh, what's his name, Timmy Turner, main uh-huh. character. But really, we're getting down to a choice between Arnold from Hey Arnold, Doug Funny, and Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats. Those are like my guys from being really young. Yeah, the Rugrats. The Rugrats were real good. I'm just going to just say the Rugrats. I guess Tommy or Chucky or uh, let me see. Oh, what about Nigel from the Thornberries? <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> That's a good one. You know what? You know what's kind of funny? I, I don't know if I've ever watched a full episode of SpongeBob. I just never really got into it. Is it all cracked up to be? I mean, I I've have watched full episodes. People really like it. I'm, I'm It's okay. There's good. There's not so good. It's not my favorite. I don't put it up there with uh, some of these other ones. Definitely not on my a list of eight. So, but if you're going, if you're going Rugrats, Tommy Chucky slash a uh, little Nigel Nigel Thornberry. There you I'll, go. I'll go with Arnold. Football head. Move it, football head. Move it, football head. Oh, what about uh, Clarissa explains it all. I liked her. All right, I'm going to just go down a rabbit hole if I'm going to look at all these Nickelodeon characters all episode. Yeah, I'll go with the Rugrat slash Nigel from uh, the Thornberries. Love it. Got a whole squad. Lord Nelson's trousers, it's a Yeti. All right, Shink. Well, we've got a chock full episode. Sure do. Going to give everyone a lot to chew on. Going to give them some things to uh, stir and mull over in their grits. I mean, so, this is where this is starting it off right here. We're going to give you them uh, hopes and doors for your your all y'all's teams, and uh, do with it what you may. Uh, make a move. Don't play them. Yell at us. Whatever it's going to be. But this is how we do it. This is how we start off the year. Uh, every team's got a hope. Every team's got a dope. He's got high hopes. Dope is for Scum and Snake Classic, and we also do do this throughout the year, but this is our kind of full season projection. We're going to go through every team in the LV Dynasty League, give you one hope, a guy that, you know, we kind of have different interpretations of it, but a guy that we have hope for, for you, or that you should have hope in, uh, that can be good, that can be better than what they thought, or someone that you just need to have hope in, in order for your team to succeed. And then your Dorp is a guy that's just going to fail your classic bust, your dud, your stinker, your just drop them probably guy. So that's what we're going to get into. But as always, you know, we, we have done the hopes and doors for ourselves, but we're going to switch and offer ours to each other. So, Shanique, do you want to go first or second? I'll go ahead and start her off. Uh, kick us off. Kick us off with uh, my hopes and dopes for scum, my partner in crime, the scum and sneak show. All right, scum, here we go. I'm going to start out with your hope. And I think, at least to me, this was pretty apparent right off the get-go, just kind of looking at your team kind of seeing what you're coming off the double win. You're coming off the back to back. We know about that, but my hope is, or my hope I chose for you is Austin Eckler. 
Oh, my guy, Eck. Now, I basically came at this with, I believe that you are hoping and you're needing Eckler to have a banner year, and I think he's going to do it. I am very confident in the fact that Eckler is going to have himself an amazing year with Herbert, back from that injury, and when you're looking at the team, and we've talked about it, you've, all, you've really only got two running backs, and if Eckler can have himself the type of year that I think he can, then that is going to do wonders for that team. So I'm hoping, and I think you're hoping, and I know you're needing Eckler to have himself quite the year, and I believe he's going to do it. I love to hear that. And uh, we've talked about Eckler. We talked about him on the running back ranking show, Scummer Rankings. It's the Scummer Rankings. But I think that his, his upside is based off of getting enough carries, being efficient in the running game, but it really comes with the reception work. We get points for per reception in our league and also just the volume that he'll get there, you know, similar to why you look at Christian McCaffrey as the top guy. He is going to be a guy that has a potential to rush for a thousand yards and have a thousand yards receiving. I don't think Eckler has the same ceiling or likelihood, but he's in that that mold, that role where he's going to kind of double up. He's not just the thumper. You know, he is going to lose out on some goal line work probably. So he doesn't have the touchdown upside as even a CMC or a Dalvin Cook, similar type, you know, dual threats. But I mean, you and I are both excited and hopeful about the upside of maybe a top five season, which he has done before, folks. Don't forget that he has a top four under his belt. I'm hoping that comes back, and I love the pick. Yeah. All right. Now, Scum, you're dope. Now, I know this one's going to hit home. It's going to hit home with a lot of us, but this dope is just he's just not going to put it together like, you think, like you're thinking he's going to do it, and that's Julio Jones. Oh, oh. I, I, I feel like you had to have an idea that this was coming from me. Uh, you know, when I traded him a couple years ago, he was still pretty much in his prime. But I kind of was trying to get on that train of getting out of there before he got too old and too beat up. And now I think he's there. I don't think he's going to have some major – I mean, he might be all right. But as far – but right now, Julio Jones, starting receiver, Titans, I just don't think – I just don't see him putting up near good enough numbers to justify him being the top 12 – I mean, you might be lucky if he's in those 20s. He's going to have some injuries. He's going to be – it's a new team. It's all that – all of that combined is just not a recipe for success for him, and I believe that he's going to be doping out this year. I'm sorry, Julio, I love you, but your time's coming to an end. You're dope. Yeah, it, that one hurts. I was expecting some kind of, like, bigger name, like something I could really defend against and, you know, yell at you about, but – Julio is a good pick. And I would not have said that what two weeks ago. Like I was really convinced that it was a good situation that he was past some of the stuff that held him out last year, but he's hurt again right now. He just, he's been sitting yeah, out of practices. He did, he did, I saw that. And I mean, that could be veteran rest. Like it might not be something serious, but this early trying to acclimate to the Titans offense and to, get some sort of connection with Tannehill he's not out there right now I don't like that I mean something we don't often talk about is 
kind of that value upside play when you have older players like Julio Jones in a dynasty league. Like you mentioned, you were looking to sell him at peak value before he fell off, which you did. I, I can't do that now. There's no chance to get the value back of what Julio could be. And right. that, that, that could be, which is a great, I still think, I th- still think he has the talent and the capability, but it's not likely just looking at the injuries. And again, like who's going to bet on that with any type of asset for a 32 year old wide receiver. So I'm, I'm happy. I made the conscious decision to just write it out with Julio not going to get anything for him, but like you said, we're talking about the the value play, and if you kind of get stuck holding that guy, you just have to live with it. So that's what I'm doing now. And again, it just hurts me that you called him a dope. I, you're not wrong, but ugh. Yeah, it don't sound it don't sound good coming out my mouth, but I think that's just what it is. Well, let's let's get past some of that just dirtiness from talking uh, about Julio. Right? Uh, I'll give you your your hope and dope. All right, give it to me. I'm ready. Now your your team situation, as we all know, is kind of different. You've did a, you did a big sell. So what your hopes and dopes looked like two months ago versus today is very different. But there's still some some good pieces on that team. My hope for you this year, though, is Justin Fields. Yes, got I like that. My new guy. Your new guy. High draft pick. I think a really good value getting him in the second round. I mean, I know we're just a one-quarterback league, but still, he we're high on him. He's looking good in camp. He's got some weapons. And he could really be a franchise cornerstone for both the Bears and for you. I talked about it on the quarterback rankings episode to death, but rushing quarterbacks are, are something I'm pretty high on and keen on. And Justin Fields is not like a, uh, he's not going to rush for a thousand yards, but he's got wheels. He can move. I love that for your team. And I just think he's going to have a really good year, really excited. And I think that's the hope for your team that you can start to count on Justin Fields and say, okay, this is my guy for the future. And the reason you would want to hope for that is because then you can start to sell some of those other quarterbacks for value for some future assets for something good to help your team as you rebuild. Yeah. I like that. What you said there at the end is a kind of, it's a hope for me for the future. I was able to get my hands on fields who I've been harping on as being, you know, who I think is going to be real good. And uh, like you said, yeah, I can start to do some little more selling, some more trading out there to really, get that team dialed into where I want it to be ready for the off season coming up. But uh, yeah, I was really excited to get fields. I'm excited for him. I think he's going to be really good and uh, yeah, he's on my team and he's uh, ready to go. I like that. I'm hoping for that too. Scum. Now on to your dope and don't mean this. I feel bad saying this because I think he's going to have a good year. I ranked him as a top 12 quarterback, I believe anyway, but I think, Matthew Stafford is a dope specifically on your team. Right. I think out of the Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford group, he is the the lowest in my opinion of this year, at least. And I think a dynasty value anyway. So with you having that kind of loaded quarterback room and the market not being so great, I think he'll just be a dope that you can't sell easily 
unless someone really has a need at quarterback and you won't get the value of Matthew Stafford, top 12 quarterback back. So I think he'll just sit there on your team, be a dope. You're going to play Dak and Tannehill and Fields probably more often than him. So that's really the dope reason. It's a roster construction one. I think he's going to have a good year, but you're going to be kind of sitting there holding on to him, which is a, it's definitely not a thing you want. So yeah, dope on Stafford. I agree. I kind of agree with you. Like I do got myself a lot of quarterbacks and uh, putting Stafford in that dope category. He's probably, like I said, might probably gonna have a good year, but just sitting on the bench uh, and you don't, I don't know what the trade uh, value is of him out there on the market. So I guess I could agree with you there. And it's kind of hard. My team is very depleted as it used to be. Uh, so you kind of trying to search in there, but it's uh it's very quarterback heavy. So uh, I got a hope and open quarterback and I'm, and I know it. <laughs> Bonus hope for you though. People's Jones is getting some, getting some love recently out of camp. He sure is. He's been getting a lot of good, good uh, press out of there. I'm excited about him. All right, let's now we're on to the, the rest of the league, the non-podcasters in the league. What a bunch of dopes they are. Yeah. But I'm going to do a random draw, and then you give me your hopes and dopes for Wade, Gus T.T. Showbiz. All right, Gus. Hopes and dopes for Gus. Where's my list at? There it is. Where you at? Wade, 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 Wade. Down there, I guess. All right, I got him. All right, Wade. Gus T.T. I'm going to start out with hope here, uh, and I'm – and Honestly, it was it's it's Travis Etienne. He just drafted him. He's not the for he's not the guaranteed starter. We don't know what that backfield is going to look like. I think Etienne's going to be good. I, I think he's a he's a fun pick. But when you look at Wade's team, I think Wade's hoping for Etienne. He's not only is he hoping, he's damn near needing it more than anything. He ain't got no running backs. <laughs> the guy just does not got any running backs on the team. So he needs Etienne to be really good. He's, I'm sure he's hoping he's really good. He just spent a first round pick on him. I don't really know more what else I can say about that. That, that Wade's, I kind of thought that Wade could have been, have one of them teams that is on the rise. And he's got a lot of name, like big name players on the team. But that running back situation on that is just not, is not ideal, and I think it's high. It, he needs Etienne to be real good. I guess that's all. Nothing else to it. Nothing else really says he needs it. He's hoping for it, and honestly, I'm kind of I'm hoping for him to be good too. I like that pick. I've been like I go back and forth, up and down on Etienne this year, just because of the situation. It's it was weird. Like the Jags use a first round pick on him, so obviously they have to, or not obviously, but. You would assume they're trying to commit to him. You reunite him with Trevor Lawrence. So there's definitely some purpose there. Yeah. But then Urban Meyer comes out and he's like, no, um, James Robinson's still going to be involved. Carlos Hyde going to be involved. ETN's working with just like the slot receivers. Uh, it's this weird thing where you don't know if they're going to use him as a full-time running back. But then um, Seth Lately has been coming out that he's – getting more work. Uh, James Robinson's still looking good. So again, the up and down, but I agree with him as a hope call specifically for Wade's team. And I think he's going to be good this year. That's where I've kind of settled. And again, he is in that same 
mold that I'm talking about with like an Austin Eckler, he should be still the, at least the team's um, third down back, the receiving back. So he's going to get a lot of value in that way. Just being that safety valve for Trevor Lawrence, they have a connection. We already know that. And he's explosive. He's super fast. Give him the ball and he can run for a 60 yard touchdown out of the flat. He can, you know, take one at any moment. He doesn't need to necessarily get full three down 200 carry work to be relevant and good. So I'm liking that a little more and more as we get closer to the season. Right. Let's see. Who do I got here for the dope? And I kind of, this was one of my teams that I looked at and I kind of put two names in the hat here. Uh, just, I, but I'm going to, I'm going to just choose one here and I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. We don't like what we're seeing in the giants this so far, this off season, real dysfunctional fights, injuries with Galladay's already hurt. He's already out a week or whatever it is. He's got that gimpy little hamstring. Now, if that continues through the season, it just doesn't spell good things for Wade's team. Uh, got the big contract. That could be reason for, you know, maybe a little drop-off in production. So, I, yeah, he's a dope. He's he's not going to be worth that contract. That Giants offense could – I think it's going to be fine if, it, if he's not featured. They've got – I feel like they've got – I'm not saying good weapons. I'm just saying they've got options. So it's not like they're going to have to force feed Galladay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they got Saquon. They got, I mean, they even got the new guy, Tooney. They got Shepard. Uh, you know, Slayton. Like, they've got other options where Galladay is not guaranteed to just get 10 targets a game or whatever. So I'm saying that he's not going to have a good year and he's going to be a dope. Totally agree with you. And full transparency, that was my dope pick too. <laughs> <laughs> and to all the listeners, if you want to hear what, you know, the alternate universe is of this coming sneak hopes and doors, let us know. And maybe we'll release them. Maybe we'll share them with you. But uh, this time we do match up. I, everything you said is correct. There is nothing positive right now coming out of camp for Kenny Galladay. So I don't, I don't think he could be anything other than a dope for Wade. You know, you're going to, most likely like want to play him because of the name, because of the big contract, because of his talent that we've seen in the past. I just don't know if it'll be there. Maybe it's another down year like we saw last year. And then maybe he bounces back at some point, but don't think it, it's there this year in the cards. Oh yeah. Now I'll pick out of the old hat and I've got big T. Tyler's team is an interesting one. He is, he's built for the now. He went all in on that last year. So I think that there's a certain, I don't know. There's a limit to how many hopes you can have because he's already kind of put them all in and we kind of know what he's going to roll out. You know, there's not a lot to say like, Maybe play this guy because it's a pretty clear separation between the starters and his bench. But I think he should have hope in Gerald Everett. Right. I have professed my adoration for Gerald Everett already in this offseason. I think he's poised to have a good year. Again, for tight ends, what is a good year? It's maybe 
600 yards and five touchdowns, but I think that's still usable and something that he can hope for and have potential for more in that Russell Wilson led offense. It's high powered. There's not too many weapons. I mean, like obviously DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are the main passing threats, but after that, you know, Gerald Everett could carve his way into that third option pretty easily, I think. And uh, yeah, just a hope for T that he could maybe find a good tight end option if Higby disappoints again, or if, if he's going to, he's definitely going to disappoint you know, again. Or if he needs a flex, you know, in a pinch, just because he depth is not Tyler's strength on his team right now. And Gerald Everett could be that guy. Go jumbo, Big T. It works. I did it once. You did it. You <laughs> ran that jumbo offense once. Yeah, I. I I, I'm I'm curious to see what uh, Gerald Everett can do on the Seahawks. Like, yeah, I'm just I, I I like the pick because it's it's like it's a it's an unknown uh, mystery but intriguing player and situation there, and uh, I'm real excited to start watching some of them games and see how Russell Wilson does with that tight end. Probably, oh shoot, I don't even know if I remember. Probably the best tight end he's worked with for the least last couple of years. So we'll yeah, see since Jimmy Graham, I would say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, T can definitely have put some hope in that. Uh, and if he has to, he's got to roll him out on that flex. Cause like you said, doesn't have the deepest team. Uh, but yeah, I like it. That's a fun pick. All right. And then his dope pick. I just, he needs this guy. So I feel bad saying he'll be a dope, but Raheem Mostert, I just don't think can carry his team as his RB one this year. He's got injury issues. He's getting closer to 30 if he's not 30 already. And we know that the Niners, the Shanahan offense will just cycle through running backs. So everyone's going to get a turn. He'll probably start off the year pretty good because he always does. He's really talented. He's really fast. He's going to not have, Jeff Wilson taking carries at least for the first six weeks. And then the rookies, Trey Sermon and Elijah, Elijah Mitchell will have to acclimate. So probably a hard start, probably a hot start, but I see that kind of fading, you know, sooner rather than later, especially with just how Raheem Mostert has broken down over the past, what, two years dealing with injuries. Right. You know, it's kind of you kind of just not gonna go too far into it. You know, it's kind of funny is I chose Mostert as his hope. Oh, because he ain't he's in the same situation. Be his RB one. Right, right. He gotta hope that Mostert keeps that job, plays really well, doesn't get hurt because he don't got any other running backs. He's kind of like Wade. He's kind of like Gus in that situation. Not a lot of running backs to look at, and Mostert being old, like all of that. What you just said is his dope could easily. I, I could I, that could easily happen, right? Mm-hmm. But that although those things can be in my mind can be flipped as a hope because why well, he's putting a hope in in Mostert as his number one running back. I, right. That ain't a lot of hope there, but man, you're right. He needs it for sure. So, and I I, would, I hope it too for you, T. If you're listening, I I want Mostert to be good. I just from what we've seen it's not likely that it'll be a year long, you know, count on Mostert, you know, maybe, maybe you catch it at the right time. Like he has a little injury dip in the middle of the season, comes back real strong when you need him playoff time. Like 
that'd be good, but I just don't know. All right. All right, Snake, are you ready for your next one? Give it to me, baby. You get, oh, the South Dakota Buffalo. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a good one because I'm sure no matter what I say, you're just going <laughs> to come at me with the most god-awful hate, and I don't know what I'm talking about. You, you're going to kill me, all that stuff. But uh, let's just – I'm just going to go get right into it. And this is going to be – now, I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to cheat the system here, but I think this is where I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. His hope for Matt, the South Dakota Buffalo. Uh, I got three names written down on my, my notes here. Hello. I'm just going to say them all, and they're all going to have – it's all going to be the same reason. Mike Davis, Damian Harris, Miles Gaskin. And we know he's got Antonia, who we all love. But who's he going to run, run out there with between these, between these three? Mm-hmm. Is, you know, Mike Davis is the clear starter in Atlanta. Damian Harris is fighting for a job. And I really don't know – I guess Gaskin's the guy in Miami. I guess I haven't looked too much into that backfield but you know Mike Davis was part of that Saquon trade Damian Harris should be the guy but maybe not we know you know how that Patriots running backs always you just never know who's going to ever play and Gaskin he's had some good games last year and you know I know Matt's relying on these three guys to be able to either be in a you know a round table you know uh, whatever may be who he's going to play this week is who's going to flex who's he going to start and I, I just don't really – I guess out of all three of them, the, the best option is probably Mike Davis just because, you know, he signed the contract and they got nobody else in Atlanta. But when I just look at Matt's team and those other running backs, they're all those – I don't I guess they're just middle-of-the-pack guys. They're just guys that you're going to have to hope for to be all right. And I think that's what he's doing. Unless he makes a move. Uh, at some point, either be start of the season or during the season to maybe try to boop, get better on that uh, running back spot. But these are all those players, players where you're going to come into a point where you're not going to know who to play, I feel like. And and I think Matt's hoping that at least one of them clear cuts in front to where he knows he can play them and have that confidence that they're going to get the points he needs to get out of them. But that's kind of where I was coming with that one. I hear what you're saying. and. It's funny because I'm giving away the goose a little bit here, but I have Damian Harris as Matt's hope and I have Miles Gaskin as his dope. (laughs) So you kind of have them in the same view. I'm, I have them as opposite, but just speaking on, I'll talk about Damian Harris specifically since he's the one I feel the strongest about. I think he just has the most pop out of those three. He, he gets the least amount of receiving work, which is a, a ding for sure. But Again, it's hard to trust camp reports from the Patriots because you never know what they're going to do. But he has been getting all the lead work. I think he is a good runner. I think especially if Cam Newton cedes that job to Mac Jones, Damian Harris will be the goal line back, will be the touchdown hammer. So I, it's, I like him. I like him as a player. I think he'll be good this year. And I had him as Matt's hope because I think he will kind of turn into the second best option in his running back group. So, yeah, I can agree. Out of all three of them, he's got the most pop uh, and the most ability to have those bigger games. I just feel like you're going to, he's probably going to lean more Mike Davis just because he knows that that's what it is there. Sure. I can see that. Anyway, 
Can, moving on to his dope, and I kind of struggled trying to find a dope on Matt's team because, I mean, you could have made a dope brain in one of those three guys I said, but then you could also look at some of his other players, and they're not – I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to be buttering him up a little bit, but I just don't feel like Matt's got too many dope options on the team that he's going to have to really rely on and he's going to have to play. So my dope I chose here is Jalen Rager. Yeah, okay. I don't know if he's going to really ever play Rager much. You know, he's got his receivers dialed in already. So, but Rager was part of the Saquon trade, you know, when he sent Saquon to Ernie. Uh, I, I think he was just trying to get young, trying to get options and some depth. Uh, but again, I've been harping on it for the last couple of weeks. You know, I just don't believe in uh, Hertz in Philly. Uh, I don't believe that any of those receivers are going to be worth much. Uh, and Rager, you know, coming into a second year, I suppose he could, you know, show some flashes, but I just didn't. You know, I just didn't see really anything from him in his uh, in his rookie year. He was hurt and all that. So, you know, I get, you know, I'm just saying he's a, I'm saying he's going to be a dope. I don't think he's going to do any good, but I don't really know if it's going to affect Matt's team much, but I had to find somebody. Sure. I hear you. Fans of the show will know that I, I like Jalen Rager. I was pretty high on him last year in the pre-draft process and still kind of believed in him. Uh, you want to hear a funny stat on Jalen Rager, though, that I've seen? Yeah, what is it? So his first his first play with Jalen Hurts last year was a 55-yard reception, 55-yard bomb. Mm-hmm. In no other game the rest of the year did he surpass more than 55 yards in a game. <laughs> That's great. So that That's one catch one. was his, like, uh, season-high total in yardage for a game. So That's funny. Like you said, flashes of stuff, but not consistent. Uh, Devontae Smith for the Eagles has been out for a little while dealing with a knee thing. And it's not like Rager has popped and really shown out at camp and taken over as the guy. So I think I'm leaning more towards dope with you, but I still like the player. I, I mean, I think he can be good, but it's not looking like, you know, a, a major year two breakout for Jalen. Yeah. All right. Let me dig in my old bag of tricks here. My bag of tricksies. Bag of tricksies. I like that. Ooh. Ernie Fritz, who has uh, had a complete makeover of his team. Sure did. About two months ago, this would have been a very different discussion. So let's let's talk about the hope I have for Ernie. And, uh, of course, I've been banging this drum, and I have to stay consistent. It's Curtis Samuel. Oh, jeez. And I know this looks real bad right now because he hasn't practiced. He's been on the COVID list and now he's dealing with like a groin or something. I don't know. Diami Brown is looking really good. People love Terry McLaurin. But guess what? I'm sticking to it. Curtis Samuel is a hope. And mostly because, you know, I think the expectation on him is that he won't have as good of a year as I think. So Eric's got, Eric's got a top receiver in Keenan Allen. After that, there's some question marks, some rookies. So I think Curtis Samuel can definitely vault into his wide receiver two spot, can be very usable. Maybe it'll be a little up and down just because there's weapons on that Washington football team because Fitzpatrick isn't the, the beacon of consistency in his career. But I think, you know, multi-touchdown games are coming. I think versatility is there for Curtis Samuel. So hope for him. And I don't care what none of y'all say. You know what? I'm just, I ain't a fan of Curtis Samuel. I never have been. I don't. I, You're an Ohio State guy. What's going on here? 
I just don't like him. I just I think he's that weird hybrid receiver running back, and I just don't like those types of players. And I'm just gonna, I just go flat out disagree with you. He is not gonna be. He ain't hoping. He's he's my he's a dope, but I, he ain't who I pick for dope. But I'm just saying, nah, man, he ain't gonna be anything good. And I think you're you're misguided with your love for him. <laughs> oh, you want to know who else is a hybrid wide receiver running back on the Washington football team? Who that? Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Which is weird because he like got no reception work last year, but he came out like as a wide receiver. So it's weird. Yeah. Anyway, my dope for Eric is no surprise, Trey Sermon. He knows I have not liked Trey Sermon in the in the pre-draft process. Eh, maybe not like is a strong word, but I have not been as high on him as other people. And that's just again, I said it about Mostert. Like, you're not gonna get a full season of Trey Sermon being the guy. Uh, I doubt even stretches of him being the guy. Will he have games where he's kind of the lead guy? He gets the touchdown and is usable for sure. But too many mouths to feed, too much going on with that offense and too much interchangeability. And the point in the season where rookies would start to take over, you know, like back half uh, where they've acclimated, they've earned the trust of some of the coaches. That's when Jeff Wilson should be back. I mentioned him being out in the beginning of the season with the Raheem Moster thing, but he'll be back um, after half the season. They're going to use him. He was really good last year. And I just don't know if, if the work is there for Trey Sermon. So that's why he's a dope. Hmm. I agree. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Chase is going to be all mad because I'm just hating on all the Niners running backs, but. I think as a group, they'll be good. Like the team will rush for a lot of yards and touchdowns, but one individual, it's hard to like pick out. And that's my, that's what I have to say about that. Got it. All right. I don't know if you can believe it, Shane, but we're halfway through with hopes and doors. So let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor and then we'll finish it out and give these people what they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it's your favorite Scum and Sneak Show fan here coming to you live while I'm at work. I just want to say that this is the perfect podcast to listen to while you're actually on the clock working. It's full of awesome humor and amazing tips for your fantasy football league, and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is clock into work, pop some headphones in, sit back, and do absolutely no work, but listen to all the pointers from these professionals. Listen to this podcast. You will not regret it. We're back. It's Hopes and Doors. It's Scum and Snake. It's your favorite podcast. What else can I say? Besides, let's keep going with, with our Hopes and Dopes picks. Snake, it was your turn, and I just drew from the hat, and you get to tell us about Doug's team, Douglas P. Johnson. Uh, Doug's team. All right, Doug, where are you at? Ooh, well, I think he might he might getting a little lucky here. My hope for Doug's team is Darrell Henderson. Okay. I mean, is he is he the running back there now that Cam Akers is hurt? That's what they say. So that could that could be a blessing. Uh, that could be some real, real good luck for Doug's team to be able to have Darrell Henderson be the guy after the Akers injury because he ain't got nobody else other than Henry. There's a lot of – you know what? There's a lot of teams out here that don't really got any running backs. What's up with that? 
I'm one of them, but heck, I just had three of them. I traded them. Anyway, I digress. I'm one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Darrell Henderson. So funny. I work opposite again. I have Henderson as Doug's dope. We always connected some way and somehow, you know that, you know, we're like yin and yang. We're two sides of the same coin. We're two edges of the same sword. That's right. So, I mean, I think Doug can put some hope in Darrell Henderson to be good. Uh, I think he, like I said, I kind of took everyone's team as their hope is what they, they really need these guys to be good. And I think Doug, if he's going to be competitive at all, is he going to need another running back? And it has to be, and at this point it has to be Darrell Henderson. Uh, but I think is a, I think he can he, he can have some good hope there for him. I think he should uh, have a little confidence that he should at least start the season off as the guy. Uh, you know, I guess if he loses it or something happens, then so be it, and that's that's how it goes. But Darrell Henderson, hope for Doug. I get what you're saying, and I agree with you that Doug has to have Henderson be his running back two and a good running back two if he wants to compete. I do know too that Doug has the same hope. He's pretty excited. But the reason I'm down on him is just because the Rams hate him for some reason. They drafted him in the second round, what, two years ago? Couldn't beat out Todd Gurley. He wasn't the heir apparent. So they draft Cam Akers. And even after Henderson was really good in the games he started and got a lot of carries last year, they still said, now we're just going to give it to Cam Akers. So because of that, because he hasn't stayed healthy his whole career, you know, it's only been two years, but – he has always missed time. I just think that he will be very inconsistent and not reliable for Doug. So dope for me. I like what you said about him starting off strong, which I would agree with. He probably will. But then after that, it's uh, Xavier Jones time. Let's go. <laughs> That's your boy, ain't it? Yeah, you got him. So who's your right, Am I dope for Doug? And I kind of did this – yeah, my, my my dope for Doug is Chase Claypool. Okay. I kind of been down on him in the past in some of our episodes, just kind of talking like he he he's not as good as people think. He's yeah. not gonna, you know, he had those what 10 touchdowns or whatever last year. He had a really good rookie season, but I just don't have the faith in him to be good. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to visit if it's because of Big Ben. If he's gone, maybe he'd be better. Uh, you know, maybe he'll just be the same. But I just, I mean, that's what we do. I had to look at everybody's team. I had to find somebody that who I think is not going to be good, who is not going to produce, who is not going to produce at the level that you're expecting. And, and Doug obviously got, you know, got that rookie. Claypool had a good year, but he's coming back down to earth this year, my friends. He is not going to be nearly as good as he was last year. I think there's going to be a resurgence with Juju this year. You know, Deontay Johnson's there. And then with the addition of Najee, they're going to be feeding him more. Uh, and I think they might, you know, I did call for Big Ben to be a top 12 quarterback because it's probably going to be his last year. And then maybe I'll go out on a high note. But I think, I don't know if that's going to translate into Claypool being good at all. And I just calling him to be a dope. He's going to dud out. He ain't going to be good, Doug. I'm sorry. Yeah, historically, I've, Sided with you on Chase Claypool, and I still think I lean that way a little bit. But recently, I have seen some compelling stuff that says he might be actually pretty good just because of his size and speed, and just the production he had as a rookie tends to translate for those receivers. So, 
And I'm like, eh, maybe I'm kind of wrong, but I still agree with you that he's like, he's a big downfield threat, like your Mike Williams types, like, uh, well, who's another one? Maybe even like a Kenny Galladay, who we see have seen have like one major huge year, mm-hmm. but outside of that has, hasn't been great. So maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of like the mold of Chase Claypool where there might be like a level of hype that's overblown, comes back down to earth, and then that's a little more reasonable of an expectation for him. So I don't know, but I don't hate the dope call. I could definitely see it. You know, he could really let down from that rookie year and the expectations that are on him now. Yeah, that's basically where I came from that is he's going to have a huge letdown from last year, uh, and he, he's not going to just continue that on. And, and Right. Like he's not going to have – he's most likely not going to have 10 touchdowns again. Like that's hard to repeat unless you're Devontae Adams or Tyree Hill. Right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Who does old scummy have? Oh, I get the gooch. Let me see what I got for this guy. All right. Four chases team. All right. Interesting picks here. I, I'm reading them again and I surprising myself. Yeah. Uh, my hope for Chase is Tyler Boyd. And I remember coming to that conclusion because, one, I think that people are really down on him being the third wide receiver for the Bengals, which I get he should be behind T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. But he's still really good, as you know. You've had him on your teams. You've been a fan. And I think that the volume for that Bengals offense passing wise will still be really high. Joe Burrow might throw for almost 5,000 yards, uh, especially in a longer season. So Tyler Boyd should eat there. They don't have a tight end to speak of. Gio Bernard's gone. So definitely some, some opportunity for that offense to sustain three high level wide receivers, which is something that we have seen. It's not out of the ordinary. And I think people might be too low on him just because they're high on Higgins and Chase, which they should be. But I think Chase Lopez can have some hope in Tyler Boyd, especially with some of the other, like, what I would say are question marks and not that they're going to be bad, but his other receivers have a, a wide range of outcomes. So they could be great. They could be kind of disappointing for a variety of reasons. So, yeah. Um, I love that pick. I love Tyler Boyd holdover from my team. I just traded him to Gooch a couple months ago. Uh, and I think Gooch uh, has the hope in him too, because he made the trade for him. I think he gave me a second for him or whatever it might've been, mm-hmm. but yeah, that Bengals offense, I have, I have a lot of confidence that it can hold up. It can hold three legit receivers and the, the, the down thoughts on Boyd because of the draft and the Jamar chase, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're, they're unfounded in my opinion. I think Boyd's good. I think he's going to be real good. And I, and I can, I, that's a great pick. I think, yeah. What am I supposed to, I like the guy. I think he's going to be real good. All right. We like the guy. We like him. Tyler Boyd. If you're listening, come on the show. Yeah. We like you, man. Come on, come on, talk to us. Someone who probably won't come on the show now that he hears that he's a dope is Chase Edmonds. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was, I was, buying into the Chase Edmonds hype early on in the offseason after Kenyon Drake left. It looked like he was the guy. Chase Edmonds has been pretty good, especially in that like receiving back mold that I love. But 
even as a historical hater of James Conner, can't ignore that they brought him in, and I think specifically for a role that's going to be splitting time between him and Chase Edmonds. Do I expect Edmonds to lead the backfield still, uh, at least in touches? Probably. But James Conner is going to be involved. He's going to be the goal line back. Chase Edmonds has one goal line carry in his whole career, and it just doesn't lead to like high level top 12 hopes. Like I think he'll just be right there in the middle top 20 solid, but especially with chase having some questions about Saquon and his availability, if that lingers and he's down another running back, um, chase Edmonds could be really be a dope for chase Lopez. Yeah. That stat of only one goal line carry his whole career. That is in, that is a wild stat. I tell you that much. That is something else to hear right there for sure. Again, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I, that Cardinals offense is, I think it it's, they, they got, they, they signed James Conner too, which we don't like him. Ain't going to do nothing about it, but yeah, just don't got no confidence that Chase Edmonds can be the guy. And I agree. Like, He's gonna. He's probably not gonna be that good. He he's probably gonna have some decent games, but that consistent starter to where you just feel real good about it. No, I agree with you. He's gonna be a dope. I'm sorry, Gooch, but you got to do something about that. Better do something about it. Sneak, you are up, and you get the do nothing commish, Brandon. Do nothing commish. Where you at, Brandon? Where's my notes? Here? Let's see where you at. Oh, Brandon, he's got such a good team, but he just can't put it together. He, he, why can't he put it together? Uh, the yips, probably. Just got the yips, and uh, I have a feeling the yips are going to continue on to this year. But let me just jump into this. His hope – oh, man, let me see. His hope is Deshaun Watson. Desheezy. Oh, what a call. Desheezy. Now, here's how it goes, all right? He's he thinks he's going he's going to be fine. He's either going to play for the Texans or he's going to get traded and he's going to be just fine. And he's got Russell Wilson, so it's not that big a deal, I suppose. But I've said before, I think this is the year Russell Wilson does not go through those games where he only puts up like 18 points. But if he does, Brandon needs another quarterback. I've been trying to tell him for months he needs another quarterback because you can't rely on Watson. I'm sorry, you need to have a legit backup for right. buys, for bad schedules for rough games, for whatever, had injuries, the whole deal. And I think Brendan has a lot of hope that Watson's going to be good, that he's going to play, he's going to find himself somewhere, and then maybe he will – then he's going to – then there, there it is. He's got a second quarterback. But it ain't going to happen. I'm telling you, there's something weird out there afoot to where Watson is not going to be available this year, and Brendan's going to be real upset and wishing he would have made a deal earlier before that happened because then he's going to go out there being desperate, and that's we know what a desperate Brandon does. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. That's I hope uh, I think uh, Brandon's hoping for him not only to be not only to play to find himself on a team somewhere, but to just to be good. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, that's how that's what I see. I don't I. I guess I could have made him as dope because I believe the opposite of that. I don't think he's going to land on a team, but. Looking at it from Brandon's eyes and his shoes, I think he's hoping that Watson is uh, is going to be good and going to find himself somewhere. But uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Temperature check on Deshaun Watson because I I'm it's tough. It's a weird situation. Who knows what's going to happen? Asking you right now, in this moment on this episode, will Deshaun Watson play 
in at least one game this year? No. I lean towards no too today. Like for a while, it sounded like yes, because he's like practicing and whatever, but I don't know. Just things are, are lingering and dragging, and I, I don't think he's going to play. So, yeah, but I, I don't like it there. I see what you mean. Brandon has to hope that he is something because he definitely needs a, a second quarterback. Just yeah. In case. yeah, just in case. I mean, put him on the bench. Go make a move out there to get another reliable quarterback, but you ain't got to like trade him. But I'm just saying. You can't I, – I can't rely – I wouldn't be able to rely on him. And I know Brandon's got big hopes for him. And i got plenty of quarterbacks that are waiting to be traded. So, anyone listening, you need a quarterback, whether it's a backup, come get him. All Brandon's right. dope. Yeah, Brandon's dope is swift. Ooh, big-time call. Yeah, you know, we got Jamal – all that Jamal Williams hype in Detroit. He's the A-back. Now, Brendan doesn't necessarily need, need Swift. It don't look like he's no. got like 17 running backs that are all really good. Yeah. I was looking at his team and I was seeing how his lineup is set right now. And I'm like, oh, wait, okay. And then I looked down at his bench and there's just McCaffrey sitting there. <laughs> I was like, all right, then. All right. So, yeah, it's going to be Swift for me on the dope. Uh, I know a lot of people think he's going to be really good and they like, they're lacking the potential there. But I don't know. I guess I've just never been on the swift hype and uh he's he's gonna have a weird split time heavy hot hand run in it we don't know what that lines offense is gonna what that is gonna be i just i want my hands off of it and now brandon's all big up on swift he's hoping him to be good he's thinking he can either maybe you know how brandon values all of his players but he's gonna be a dope he's not gonna be good he's not gonna be he's not gonna he's probably gonna get hurt uh, Honestly, probably gonna carry on 2.0, to be honest with you. Dang. <laughs> but uh he's just yeah, I just I'm calling for him to not really be good and to not produce, to not you know, show flashes to be some next best great running back. I just have no confidence there. And I'm calling him to be a dope. And I know it ain't gonna sit well with Brandon, but I think you need to take a hard look at some of these players and figure out what his team is gonna look like. <laughs> yeah, I've for sure given Brandon grief on how much he values Swift. But I, I, Swift is another guy that I'm kind of like back and forth on. I can't really peg what I've decided on him because I think he's talented. I don't believe in the Lions offense this year, but then that kind of lends towards like, okay, well, it's kind of bad. Who else will get the ball besides him and Hawkinson? And they're going to be playing garbage time a lot. So is he just going to have a really productive year on a bad team? Like, right. it's hard to say. I I don't know what his upside is because they probably won't score that many touchdowns. Yeah, so. exactly. I just don't think that Lions offense is going to be very dynamic or explosive. So that also lends itself to me being like, what is Swift? What's he going to do? Is he is he going to get like just ten carries a game? Is it, is it what? So right. I just I didn't do it at all. Yeah, you could see a really low carry year, but like close to 80, 90 receptions. Like, I think that's in the realm of possibility, but that would mean that Jamal is basically a non-factor, and I don't think that's true. So, I don't know. He's just a – he's a guy that could be really good in a certain set of circumstances, but I just don't know if that's going to happen this year. Right. Sorry, Brandon. All right. My turn. 
and I get Jimbo. Jimbo Jambo Bronco Man. Jimbo Jumbo. What's it what's it gonna be for this guy? Oh, you're you're gonna you're gonna groan because this one's obvious, but Jimbo's hope is Bobby Trees, Robert Woods. That's your guy. You love him. Oh, he's so good. He got a quarterback upgrade and he's just consistent and steady. He might not have the huge touchdown years of uh Devontae, of uh, even like a Cooper Cup in the past, but he's reliable. He'll get his six to seven. He'll have close to 90 receptions, have over a thousand yards, and just be really, you know, in sync with Stafford, I think. What else is there to say? That offense we know is good. It's been really good. And he's been really good for like four, four years now, ever since he left the Bills. So I'm all in on on Bobby. Yeah, I like yeah, I, I think he's gonna be good. I think Stafford's gonna be good, and I I know that uh Jimbo is hoping if he's going to be good. I don't know even that his best if it's going to how much is going to help that Jimbo team though. Yeah, what Jimbo needs, that's why he's a hope too is he needs Robert Woods to be a top 12 guy right. to have a chance, which I think is possible. So right. hoping hoping that for you Jim. Yep. But your dope is Logan Thomas. I mean mm. <laughs> what was our what was our stat it's taken him eight years to get a top six season <laughs> oh man another one of those great stats um but yeah he just he's not going to repeat that from last year one because they've added a bunch of weapons and it's just, i mean he'll be involved he'll be uh, he just got extended for like three years which is really surprising considering his age but he's probably like a top 12 kind of guy but not in that top six six range that you were hoping for and getting like 10 catches in certain games like he did last year. So Mm -hmm. drop off coming for Logan Thomas, going to be a dope, probably more. I find myself kind of like confused saying this, but I think that uh, Jim has Fant, right? He'll probably play Fant more than Logan Thomas. Let me double check this though. Yeah, but I, I I guess I got it naturally. I have to disagree with you just because I put Logan Thomas as a top 12 tight end. <laughs> so I guess he's going to be all right. But yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, I, again, that top 12, especially that like nine to 16 range is kind of whatever. It's all the same. So maybe he does eke his way in there. It's just, I know that was a big, big boon to Jim's team last year, having that production from kind of a surprise player. So yeah, that's a good point. Just kind of a, a little bit of regression and maybe he's still good, but can't count on top six. I would say that's, it's going to take another eight years for him to get top six. (laughs) All right, Sneak, last two, you get Ben, Smith Ben 08. Smith Ben 08. Let me see what I got in here on my notes for Smith Ben 08. This is another one of my my double multiple names here. My hopes for Ben's team that I chose is Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Ooh, Colts Colts buddies. Colts buddies. Uh, he's got them currently both in his lineup, which that could probably change, but he might run them out there both at once. Mm-hmm. But with the injury to Quentin Nelson. Wentz, and the, the year that Taylor had last year, pretty good. Top five, I think it was. I guess this one that I just kind of – I thought 
man, Ben, Ben looking at what he's where, where he where he's he's high and he's got good hopes for Taylor, but it's like he says again, he needs he needs this big time on the team. Yeah, he needs he needs Taylor, and honestly, he probably needs needs Hines to be real good too. A lot of receptions out of the backfield or whatever, especially if he's ever going to play them both at once. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of where I was coming from with him, just kind of looking up and down the roster and just thought, man, boy, is he probably hoping for some big a big year out of Taylor and a and a probably a pretty stinking big year out of Hines too. And I and I guess it's another one of those ones where I thought that may like I, I don't know if it's gonna happen. I, I'm kind of wondering now about that Colts team. Yeah, I think. What do you think about that whole Colt situation and the the offensive players there? Offense overall, for sure, down, especially since they have to start either Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger. I mean, that could change, right? They maybe trade for a Jimmy Garoppolo or Andy Dalton. You know, that's been rumored. That's in the works, maybe. So that would help them. I do think that the panic on Jonathan Taylor is a little overblown All right. major blow definitely to lose Quentin Nelson but I mean I still think he's really good and he really came on strong in the last year so I think he kind of found his found his groove in the NFL but I think that you're right in saying that both our hopes for Ben that they can probably outperform current expectations for sure and that he needs them to be productive imagine though if you could just combine them into like one super good running back that could do everything, wouldn't that yeah. be something? <laughs> that would be something. And I, and I, I agree with that statement you made. I think the, the down on Taylor is a little bit over overworked at this point, and it's probably not going to translate that way, but it's kind of hard not to at least think about it. You get missed losing your best offensive lineman yeah. and quarterback. Like it's going to fade it a little bit for oh. sure. Yeah. Who you got for and, dope? And my dope for Benjamin now is going to be DJ Moore. DJ Moore? I got no faith in Sam Darnold, and I don't think DJ Moore is going to be a recipient of some resurgence in that career for Darnold. I even – I think I put Robbie Anderson as my dope for uh, Jimbo because I just – I don't think – Darnold's going to be any good. I don't think Darnold's going to go out there and light it up. I don't think DJ Moore is going to go out there and light it up. I guess he did all right with some random quarterbacks, and he's got a little bit more maybe some consistency now, but I just don't see it happening, and that's where I go with it, and that's my decision, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, that's my – you said my take on it. I've become like a DJ Moore guy because he's just done it no matter who's throwing the ball. Hurt Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater. Like Sam Darnold fits somewhere in the middle of that group, sure. So I don't think he'll do any worse than he has before. And he's been, you know, like a thousand yards. He doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. So that's where you drop him a little bit. But otherwise, I think he's good. I would have thought the other DJ would have been your pick, DJ Chark. DJ Chark. That was my pick. But, you know, this isn't a, we share both of ours episode. We'll talk about that some other time. And if people want it, you can ask for it. Yeah, ask for it. We'll give it to you. I will close this out with Hesse Jesse, Hesse Jesse. Uh, Island man. 
our island native. <laughs> now, his team was a weird one, but not because he's got a lot of good players, but because I think everyone on his team is a dope. I was like, what, what good things am I going to say about this team? But I found one, and I think he's got hope in David Montgomery, who finished RB4 last year. A little bit of an aberration, a lot of injured top-level guys, and he had a soft schedule, which people will point out at the end of the year. I still think he's, I mean, like pretty decent though. He was a high ish draft pick, I think third rounder in the real uh, NFL. And then, you know, really high in our league, but he's shown that he can do it. He can handle the workload. Um, Tariq Cohen they're saying is just still not right. So I think that he's not going to lose any passing down work and where people have him ranked now, what you see is like closer to 20 than to the four range. And I think it should be kind of like smack dab in the middle there, like borderline top 12. I didn't put him in my top 12, but like, he's going to get the work to do so. He's going to eventually have Justin Fields. So that offense is going to move a little better. Yeah. And you know, he's going to get goal line work. He's going to get third down work. Like he's going to score points in fantasy, regardless if he is like, inefficient or or whatever right Hesse can have hope and david montgomery to be a a sturdy running back one for him still yeah i agree with you i think david montgomery is going to have a a sneaky good year like he did last year he finished like what we just said i think top four whatever it was but yeah agree there you know he's got a couple bright spots on that squad and and uh, david montgomery definitely is one of them i've seen a couple of videos a couple of highlights from their camps and uh, he seems like he's ready to go ready to be the guy and he's uh we'll see how it goes yeah with the addition of fields and some of those offense or weapons on the outside this should open up some good running lanes and he could have to get another good year i agree with you yeah and then sad to say that my dope for hesse is melvin gordon <laughs> That was my dope I had for him, too. (laughs) Guy that I have just loved in my career, just followed him, cheered for him, had him on the squad. He betrayed the Chargers, though, and it's not going to be his year. He'll probably start off as the lead back, but Javante Williams is coming. Regardless of what you think of Javante, if he's going to be good or not, like he's going to get work. They traded up in the second round for him, so they're going to need to use him. Melvin Gordon's another year older. I mean, he's he's still got some juice. He looked pretty good last year and I think finished like top 14, somewhere around there. But just this is this is the end. This is where you start to see it. Kind of sad to say it, but he's a dope. Sorry, Melvin. Yeah. I mean, what more can you say? I had him as my dope as well. The addition of Javante Williams, they've got to, they've got to play him. They've got to know what they got there. Uh, and Melvin Gordon is going to get lost in that shuffle pretty easily. And I don't know how really well that whole Broncos offense is going to do. So maybe Melvin Gordon can find himself traded out of there at the deadline or something like that. And maybe to another team, but totally 100% on that. He's going to be dope. He's already a dope. He's already a dope. What is holdout nonsense? Melvin. Yeah. You know, what the heck? Uh, well, that's hopes and doors, everybody. Can you believe it? A second year. Second year of hopes and dopes, hopes and doors, baby. I love it. We did some real good work here. And that I love it because you just set up the rest of the league. Uh, sowing seeds of doubt, uh, sowing seeds of confidence. Uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what comes from it. I'm sure we're going to get raked over the coals left and right like we always do. But uh, that's why we do this thing. We love it. 
can't wait. Just know that even if you guys think we're wrong, we're not wrong. Be realistic. Look at the teams, look at the players and get those dopes off your team and try to get some other people's hopes. That was a fun one, Sneak. Thank you. I'm so glad that I still see the little recording icon going. We we didn't mess it up this time. Uh, not this time, but, you know, many more episodes to come. <laughs> yeah, plenty of opportunity for some mess-ups, but that's all we need. Well, Sneak, we will sign off here. Uh, again, thank you for your insight. Thanks to all the listeners, all the supporters. And, again, any questions that you have about who we hoped, who we doped, let us know. We want the feedback. Again, if it is hate, it fuels us. And it's just just fun to talk fantasy football with all of you, knowing that the season is less than four weeks away. Less than four weeks away. Yep. Big thanks to all of our loyal listeners and fans and doubters and supporters out there. We love y'all. And uh, I guess that's it for now. We'll catch you around the band. Bye. Said, meanwhile, I don't have a backup. <laughs> don't tell well, me. I that. got plenty.